Hello, and welcome to the Tech Dirt Podcast. I'm Mike Masnick. The world is increasingly technological, so we have better get methodical. Bringing precision to critical digital journalism with the singular vision of a modern monocle. Stopping the copyright police from pulling the wool on us. Painting and taking on all the plate to pay to troll. Document the ways that they aim to take control. Scrutinize and do their lies and make them fold. If we don't stand up to them, someone will get hurt. To grab a shovel and dig up the tech. If we don't stand up to them, someone will get we're living in an age today where more and more of our lives, whether we know it or not, uh, are being driven by algorithms and algorithmic decision making. But that started to raise some pretty serious questions, I think, including just how trustworthy these alg- algorithms are, and worse, if those algorithms are either created by biased human beings or if they're trained on biased data sets and information, whether or not they'll perpetuate unfair biases and discrimination with little recourse and with little hope for improvement going forward. Uh, There are already plenty of stories of seeing this kind of thing in action. One that got attention recently involved searching Google images on the phrases three black teenagers and three white teenagers. The first search turned up mugshots, and the second one turned up sort of stock imagery of happy teenagers. Another study from last year found that if Google thinks that you're a man looking for a job, it will show you ads for jobs with pretty high salaries. If it thinks you're a woman with all of the other data being held constant, it will actually suggest lower paying jobs. Uh, There are actually lots and lots of similar examples like this, um, but there are not that many solutions that have been offered. A lot of people have sort of wrung their hands about this question, but um, actually finding solutions has been difficult. Now, perhaps that's because there are no easy answers. There's a, a big question here. Should algorithms push us towards the world that we want to see or the world that they already see, as flawed as that might be? And it's really not easy to answer that question. If algorithms have the ability to get people past bias and prejudice, wouldn't that be important and useful? But is there a way to do that algorithmically? Would it involve actively undermining the results of an algorithm? And then there are some other questions. Over in Europe, some are arguing that uh, an interpretation of the new upcoming general data protection regulation, which we've discussed on this podcast before, will mean a right to an explanation for algorithmic decisions, such that if you feel that an algorithm discriminated against you, you'll have the ability to demand an explanation for how the algorithm made its decision, even if there really isn't much of a detailed explanation that can come out of that. Since this is one of those issues where I have trouble seeing any sort of easy solution, uh, but do recognize that it feels like a real problem, it seemed like it would be a good one to discuss on the podcast. So here we are with our usual co-host, Dennis Yang and Hirsch Reddy. Uh, Who wants to jump in first and and tackle this question of uh, biased algorithms? Way to set us up for failure. Mark. <laughs> yeah. but, hey, look, but, I'm admitting I am admitting up front that there are no easy answers for this one. Um, <clears throat> Un- unless you guys have one. I don't see I mean, one. I, don't I, I agree with you. There's no easy solution, but it's not just an, that there's no easy solution to the algorithm. It's a, it's it's like a you're speaking kind of to the bigger issue of like there's no solution, right? <laughs> sure, sure. And, 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 and maybe that's, you know, uh, you can't really answer this question unless yeah. you say like, can we solve underlying racism and sexism right. and, and discrimination? And then maybe these go away. But 
Yeah, and I think that know, that makes sense. I mean, it, that makes sense, right? Like, uh, that's it's a very, very complicated issue. And just because something is an algorithm doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, it's not going to be af- afflicted with the same problems that we currently have with society. Right? right, but but then, you know, the response to that and where I think a lot of people raise legitimate worry and concern is that, you know, here's something new and yet you're reinforcing these old problems. Yes, right? and, I, and I think that that's... Actually, like the fact that we're discussing this right now, um, mm-hmm. you know, I think that long-standing like racism and sexism is is there because a lot of people haven't been paying attention to the fact that like existing, you know, institutions, existing like all everything that exists prior like reinforces like these you know these social pressures of of racism and sexism, and just because something is an algorithm, you know, if there's someone that thinks that an algorithm is free of you know this these long-standing biases like that's 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 bad that you know someone would kind of think that that's free of that that you know effect is what i'm saying does that make sense right i mean you're i mean you're always going to have some people though who will who point out like look the algorithm is not biased right it's just taking the inputs and coming out with outputs and if you know but the the inputs inputs have bias right and the, and the inputs right. come from someplace, and I think that that's speaking very much from like a, pr- a position of either either privilege or or just ignorance. That saying that inputs don't have any biases or inputs are clean is you know it seems like a, a, set, a set you know setting us up for a, a interesting discussion for you know as far as like racism and sexism is concerned. Right. Well, here's the thing, right? I mean, there's. There are obviously different kinds of data sets that can be polluted by prejudice. But you can also get a racist output from, uh, you know, sort of idealized real mapping of sort of just real world data as well. And I'll give you an example. So, for example, in um, a lot of dating websites, they will um, try to calibrate who they suggest as dates for you based on... um, what your expressed preferences were in the past, right? Mm-hmm. And if someone, so I'm Indian. Now let's just suppose that uh, someone hasn't really enjoyed dating Indian men in the past. And then the, her future choices that are presented to her would probably exclude my photo just because she's expressed this predilection in the past that she just doesn't necessarily want to go on any more dates with Indian guys. Now, you could, you could argue that the algorithm is now being racist, um, but it's 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 not being racist based on sort of I would say racist data, or maybe you could say that is maybe that, that, expressing that is any kind of preference, I mean. <laughs> expressing any kind of preference. You if you if you decide that's racist, you know, um, then then sure. But I mean I don't I don't think any. Well, how, let let me put it another way then. You know, because yeah. that was like that was like really. Uh, kind of drawn in the contours to make it very easy to call it racist how about this how about if someone just expresses that they don't want to date somebody who's under six foot two because they're very tall themselves right and i think obviously certain races would would uh, be you'd be heavily filtered by the algorithm just simply because we're on average shorter right now that would be a racist outcome but the data that drove the algorithm to come to that conclusion wouldn't necessarily be racist um 
Do you see what I'm saying? So, yeah. it, it, and and so there's 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 different things like that that can happen that on this that on examining the output of the algorithm, you could say that the algorithm was being racist. Mm-hmm. But if but it came to that racist kind of conclusion by not necessarily taking a racist path. Sure. Right. Sure. Now we could we could we could still um, express sort of a dissatisfaction with having such algorithms, and maybe we want to, as a society, curb. Um, the application of those kinds of al- algorithms, especially if the subject for that algorithm is a lot more serious than just expressing dating, uh, you know, a dating selection pool for like one individual. Like, so for example, in the three black teenagers versus three white teenagers search output by mm-hmm. Google, mm-hmm. Um, there maybe we do want to step in, even if even if the the data that led to that categorization of the images. Um, was based on something like a very kind of secular or non-racist sure. kind of methodology. We might still want to adjust it just because we don't want information presented in that way. And actually, I don't. I don't think uh, from the stories I read, nothing about the Google alg- algorithm was really, I think, racist on its own. What was racist was the fact that what the racist outcome happened because of the way images in the pool of data that come in are labeled. Right? Sure. And and I think that's I mean, exactly isn't, what Dennis, isn't that, Dennis was, was right. saying. Yeah, but yeah. that's so, like, right. But well, that, the algorithm but even, isn't racist. Like the, yeah. it's the it's mm-hmm. our underlying society. Like we have right. a lot of racist so, so, tendencies. So, but then that raises the question where you're like, well, you know, you say that that seems like something that that should be fixed in some way in terms of like the search results on that, and and I feel like I agree. But there's a question of how do you how do you fix how do you yeah do how do you do this right. <laughs> And that's what I, I don't I, know. I I, I, agree I actually you. think the most efficient way is the way it's being done now, which is on a case by case basis. Well, so when, just, when so, so sort of when there's outrage, then yeah, fix. you just go and fix it then because it's very it's very difficult to do it any other way. I think and still have a good yeah. search algorithm. I mean, so you know, there. there but I do want to I do want to okay, point out okay. one thing though, Mike. If you do the search three white teenagers and three black teenagers now, what you predominantly get are exactly the images that were used in the articles about three white teenagers, three black teenagers. About, I mean, I mean the articles of outrage, right? Right. So, so now fixed in all time are those images. Be- because of the articles about Because it. of the articles, which, which essentially have those phrases and tied to the images. So if you do the search today, um, yeah. which I did while you were doing your intro, um, that's, that's clearly the case. So I don't know how Google is going to get rid of that because now if they go back and they correct that, there'll be another wave of articles talking right. about how they corrected that, and that'll again bring those images back. So it, well, it's, there, you know, there was so so if we go back to sort of like one of the first sort of widespread examples of this happening again, it's sort of you know Google is the the example that comes up lots yeah. of times. Like there there was an example, and this is now I don't know I think maybe going back a decade mm-hmm. where. Um, because of some gaming of kind of Google system, if you did, um, I think it was, if you did a search on Jew, it went to an anti-Semitic, the top Google result was to an anti-Semitic organization. Yeah. Um, I, I forget which one. And, and there was a, there was actually a big debate about it and kind of what should be done and should Google tamper with its algorithm to proactively demote that, that particular result. And Google eventually decided that they didn't want to set that precedent. And so instead what they did was they actually, um, and I don't remember the exact mechanism for it, but I believe they, they effectively took out their own advertisement yeah. on that search where at the top they put a note that basically said, you know, um, if you want to understand why these results are showing this thing, click here. And then it gave an explanation 
for why the Google search engine, you know, resulted that way. And that is, to me, kind of an interesting solution that doesn't involve necessarily, you know, mucking with the algorithm to to change what the algorithm decides, but then but rather provides an explanation. And, and Google provided that explanation. Right, right, right. Yeah. yes. Yeah, I mean, and so they they felt that that was that was the best way to handle that. That that is that is a pretty uh, inter- interesting way to do it because then you kind of pull it out of the context of the search and you give an explanation of right. Uh, and, and, and and you know, I mean, there's I an argument. Sorry, go ahead. Dennis. I mean, I think like Wikipedia, you know, interestingly, you know, for the contested pages that you know there are edit wars and stuff will freeze you know edits for certain Wikipedia pages when. There are two, you know, factions kind of fighting over sure. what the truth is, right? Um, you know, I, I think w- what I'm curious about is what happens when, you know, it's less clear <laughs> what yeah. what is, you know, what 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 everyone wants to be the right thing or or what we should do, you know? Um, yeah, and you know, and, and right. So, but there's, this yeah. is this argument also that sort of, that you could take a step back from that too, and just say that like, you know, people who are doing a search on any of these particular things, like all of the examples mm-hmm. that, that we gave, you know, the chances of them actually being influenced by the results of that search. Like it's, there's sort of, there is an easy outrage here, but it's not like the person doing a search on Jew and getting an anti-Semitic um, website as the top result is suddenly going to become anti-Semitic, um, right? So there is a question of like how much impact does this really have, but there are some I, I, you know underlying reasonable concerns about just sort of perpetuating stereotypes, right? Well, for that particular search, sure, Mike. But the, but there's other kinds of searches yeah. where the prejudice might be a little bit more sure. subtle. Yeah, and, and that's, where the and searcher might be a little bit more predisposed to believe certain things. I mean, if you saw, um, well, I don't want to get dragged into another sort of <laughs> political discussion. Let's, let's just keep going. Why not? I was going to give I was going to give some examples from this election of of various stats that people were posting on Facebook that were like yeah. very because those are true if they're previously used. <laughs> but um, yeah, anyway, but so let's, but let's not go know, down that rabbit hole. But, but I'm I'm still sort of curious as to like. You know, there is this question, like, and I've spoken to some people who just flat out say that, like, you know, if you get those results and, and the, you know, the, the Here, three teen, teenagers example, like people yeah. really feel that, like, Google should should fix that and they should present a world, you know, um, you know, more as as people would want it to be rather than right. what the results turn up. Well, see, I, I, but I think that here, here's the. Here's the complicated situation we have, like, uh, like you know, as as we kind of progress in society, I think the like overt examples of racism are are easier to point out, right? Sure. Um, and in the case of you know that that search for the word Jew showing up in anti-Semitic site, like that's kind of more straightforward to say, like, hey, here's yeah. what's going on. Yeah. I think absolutely. What's getting really complicated nowadays is you know this kind of underlying hum of of prejudice and racial bias, and like, how do we how do we as technologists kind of address that and understand it? And how do we as a society really open, like open this up for discussion? And I think that's kind of the, the complicated world in which we're, we're living in now. Right. Right. And, and then like, I mean, you get to this point where it's like, do you need, you know, <laughs> like affirmative action for algorithms? 
if it's not even affirmative action, right? <laughs> like really uh, something something like the white teenager, black teenager kind of a conundrum can be solved if we had more visibility into the Google algorithm. But there's obviously reasons why Google doesn't want to make that completely transparent because, you know, as we know that the more transparent the algorithm is, the more it can be gamed by sure uh, by various kinds of spammers etc and so they they want their search results to be <coughs> to be good and so they they keep a lot of that proprietary and as a result we i mean one easy way to solve this would be essentially to um if they didn't have that concern about spammers one easy way to solve this would be to kind of publish exactly the pathway by which those results um were generated for the image search for the mm-hmm. black teenager versus white teenager sure. image search. And then people could then examine the source data and then be like, oh, okay, this is where, where it's coming from and this is where it needs to be fixed, blah, blah, blah. And it could be sort of a public thing, just like we debug Wikipedia articles or source code or whatever. It could be a sort of societal joint project. But you can't, you know, you can't necessarily do that with a private company. Yeah. Um, and I feel like even if we had a public search engine, We'd have a different set of problems, right? If if it really was that open, sure. what we would have is we might have a very fair sort of set of search results, and we might and no one would probably use that search engine because it would be so full of spam, probably. Right. I mean, you would uh, leave it open to gaming as well, right? Yeah, I mean, exactly. who has the most interest in, in those kinds of in, you know those kinds of situations? Exactly. Yeah. And, I mean, and 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 there's probably, I mean, for the most part, I mean. Of the kinds of results we do, the thousands and thousands of searches we do every year, I don't know what the stats are and what the average person's number of uh, Google searches is every day, but I suspect only a tiny fraction of them even have the capacity to show some kind of racial bias, right? Most things are things like, you know, show me, uh, I don't know, Pascal's equation or blah, 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 or something like random thing. You know, but there are are certain... I would disagree with that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think there's there's a lot more where, especially of the subtle nature. I mean, you know, as I mentioned, you know, we sort of skipped over this, the example of like, the job searches, right? So if they think you're searching for a job and they're going to show you different jobs based on your gender, um, like, that's a concern, No. Yeah, I mean, I think it hurts like the the fact that you know all of all of our societal kind of biases are showing up in Google's search results, um, like in every single search result. Like we are reinforced with these things that we see every single day, and I think what's important here is that we talk about it and we bring it to light. And I think that you know to think to to think that like you just said, the mo- like the large percentage of Google searches are unaffected by this problem. Um, is kind of ignoring the fact that like this is this is every day and like all of these biases are around and we have to be kind of more like aware and cognizant of the fact that they they do exist and i think that's the important thing and, and there's no well, but the, the cool question is you don't willy-nilly have some kind of top-down it's not, it doesn't have to be top-down no I'm, I'm not asking for top-down right and i think that honestly google google's response to the whole three back black teenagers, um, you know, kind of article and, and discussion was that, you know, they were like, hey, look, it's, this is a, a larger problem. This is, you know, the fact that there are persistent and problematic problematic biases that exist, and it's not necessarily a problem. It's not that their algorithm is broken, right? Um, and I think that's, that was a good response, I thought, from their part. Um, it's not necessarily like, it's not our fault, but it's like, right. look, we need to discuss this. 
Um, yeah, but but I mean, yeah, sure, but but I mean, we should be dis- should we be discussing racism, sexism? Yeah, yeah. But I think that's separate from the sort of algorithm question, right? And it's just essentially that's a very easy win. It's like, should we discuss it? Yes. But right? it's not like, separate think, from the algorithm. It's like, why is the algorithm show this, and this is why? And I think the algorithm is a perfect way, an entry point into discussing this. Like, look, you know, look look at when you search for if you're a man searching for a job, you get these these job listings if you're a woman searching for a job and we can discuss See, that that i have a, that i have uh that i have a, a different take on like I, I don't understand how the source of data is different for a man and a woman like i don't understand how the is this google that was generating i'm sorry those different search results yeah. for men and women yeah um first of all i'm embarrassed to say i didn't realize that you could even do job searches on google I would always just if I was searching for a job, I suppose I would might try LinkedIn or something like that. But uh, um, I, how does Google even know the sex of the searcher? I guess a, a, a Google Plus profile, or they've built up a profile. I, I, on I, I, I there was it was some research. I I don't remember exactly. I think I think it was just um, there were there may have been some elements of like the searches that were done earlier in the test that mm. that were you know, representative of more likely to be female versus more likely to be male. But I, I, but it may, or it may have been based on their profile information. I don't remember. So, so is it a case then that maybe a sexist result came from something else then? Because it it sounds like, such as, for example, why, why would particular searches being done first result in other, uh, in other words, did they actually f- use previous searches to determine that someone was female, then use that signal that someone is female to uh, change the job results? Or is it rather that these other previous searches some- <coughs> somehow influence the search. influence the, pre- the searches for jobs, and it just so happens that those searches also highly correlate, I mean, those previous searches also highly correlate with being female? In other words, if a man did the same kind of searches that if, that the women do to to make it so that they are predicted as women would he also get those jobs that would be shown to the women and i suspect yeah. he would be since they they're not entering somewhere that they're a man or woman so it really sounds like there's some correlation there between what you're searching for and how the jobs come out so for example if you maybe you get you know very in a very sexist way a suggestion that you should do you know uh i don't know babysitting or childcare or uh you know be a ba- baker or something like that. Uh, if you do s- searches about like uh, things that maybe somebody might do when they're taking care of a house, like ho- you know, like if they're taking care of a home, maybe you're doing searches about laundry detergent and things like that because you happen to be staying at home. Uh, and then you transition to doing your job search, and you might have a law degree, but all these other searches make uh, the Google algorithm, you know, suggest these very kind of uh, blue collar jobs for you. And, and, and it just so happens that that correlates with you being at, doing a lot of the housekeeping, right? You see what I'm saying? So there could be different reasons that the jobs are suggested yeah. that, I mean, and that it just, that I mean, just so happen to correlate with you being a woman. That's, but I, that, that's, you see what I'm saying? But that's possible. But that I think that also, even even if that's true, and, and again, like, you know, we can go back and, and look at the details of this particular study after, uh, which is no good for anyone listening to this podcast. <laughs> but like, even even so, like, even if that's the case, like, th- that still feels slightly, I mean, that is sort of like an underlying prejudice and bias yeah. that is then coming through in the algorithm which is also problematic. Like, I mean, just because you're staying home and doing the laundry 
does that necessarily mean you're more likely to, you know, be focused on a lower paying job? Well, not necessarily, but you should wonder why Google was giving those results. So let's, I mean, it's no skin off of their bat to give everyone the best paying jobs as kind of results. What they're trying to do is to give the most relevant results, right? right? Yeah, no, no, absolutely. I don't and, think and anyone suspect, denies that. But the no, question is... No, no, no that, but let, homie, let me finish my point. I think my point is one way in which they tune their algorithm is to present search results to people based on what they've searched for before sure. and, then to, and then to see what people actually click. Yeah. Right? And but, so if people who are using, doing this very whole economic home economics type of things like like attending house tend to click certain kinds of jobs future searches yes. that have a similar previous search profile may also be presented with that job so that's that's it's it's it, it is a, it is a type a of uh, and, and emergent so, sexism but it happens because of the way people themselves right, are acting right and and i think that's kind of the point that we brought up at the beginning though which is like if you have have the, you have this underlying situation where like you know the world as it exists today in in certain ways is sexist and is racist and then that is going to be reflected in how the algorithm gives results and then the problem is like is that then perpetuating a bias that is unfair and discriminatory well but this is very different than the black teenager white teenager thing and the way it's different is that <coughs> the black teenager white teenager discrepancy happened because of the way the data that was training the relationships between the words and the images was being done by the data that the world was presenting. Whereas now we're talking about possibly in order to reverse this type of discrimination, this, mm -hmm. this sexism in the job results, what we're proposing is that although the vast majority of women may actually prefer this Google search results that gives them quote unquote, more relevant job searches for what they're looking for, as evidenced by the statistics that relate their previous searches to the jobs returned. Some percentage of those people who get those search results will be women, or in fact men, who are not interested in the jobs that Google's giving. So they, they let's say 10 or 15% of the women are more interested in very high paying white collar jobs and not the jobs that Google predicts they'll be interested in. Now, in order to satisfy that 10 or 15% of women and perhaps men, we would need to actually make the search results worse for the other women, right? Do you see what I'm saying? We'd have to insert all these things like, uh, you know, yeah. general counsel, CEO, all these things that those people would just be like, oh, God, why is the first five pages of my results? Like all these things that are, or maybe it doesn't even have to be that severe. Let's say, why is 50% of my search results on the first page things that I can't even apply right, for? But, 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 like, do you but, see but what again, I'm yeah, but, but again, I think what, what you're talking about is still representative of sort of an, a, a systematic you know, underlying right. level of discrimination that leads to that kind of result. It isn't discrimination at all. It has to do with the fact that the people themselves statistically for themselves are choosing. It's basically like if you go, let's say you go to Net, Netflix happens to uh, do recommendations of movies uh, for everyone really based on the way everyone chooses movies, right? To a certain extent, it looks at what you've watched before and looks yeah, at the set of yeah. things that you haven't watched and then tries to match them together. Now, let's say that someone decides that like, hey, <laughs> you know, there's certain really good movies that everyone should watch. And I think it's really bad that, you know, people aren't exposed to these movies by the search algorithm of Netflix, or I should say the recommendation algorithm of Netflix. So we're just going to seed the front page of everyone with these what I think are like the top 100 movies, right? And a lot of people might not be happy with that, even though these are legitimately good movies. They, they're just going to be like, well... 
that it's true that these are probably good movies, but if I, if you use only the preference data for me and what statistically I should like, these movies shouldn't even show up. Yeah, right? but I, and, I mean, and I don't enjoy them, I, I and I don't need them. I think that's a right. I mean, something like that—that's like personal preference around you know, like you know, culture or something like that—is yeah. is fairly different than like your job prospects. No, right? but I mean, it's, so, it's so not a job. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. There, Look, there is there is a feeling underlying the description that you gave before that like this is a natural result, and it, and I'm not saying that you're making this claim, but there is an underlying feeling that. Behind that is is a claim that is basically like, yes, but, you know, women generally prefer lower paying, less skilled jobs, right? I, I mean, that's kind of what, that, what you're implying. Yeah. Sure. But if I'm wrong about that, if I'm wrong about that claim, right, then wouldn't it suggest that Google's algorithm is doing this for no reason? In other words, those results that you're talking about that Google is producing, uh, which but, but like the, a sort of a non-sexist algorithm is producing is 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 based on the data of what the women themselves are choosing. So what you're saying is No, but 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 it, I mean, you have a chicken and egg issue there, right? It's like if that's what you're always sort of forced into, then that's what the results are going to be and you're sort of self-perpetuating it, right? Well, it really Are you saying so essentially what you're suggesting is that the Google algorithm should somehow like, how is it supposed to know I, what the relevant I, job is for a, a, yeah, an individual? I, I, in fact, it I, might not even know, know that they're women. Right. <laughs> it, it, it might not even know that they're women. Like, what you guys are proposing, and I don't know if Dennis is we're, even proposing we're not, this. We're not, I'm not proposing anything. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm noting the problem, and I, I don't know what the solution is. I, I don't even know if there is necessarily a problem in that situation there. there because there it's not like problem. you can't yeah. search. You can always search in an agnostic way on another site or even in how do you, Google, how do you right? Search, like, how do you search in an agnostic way? You go to a job site and you search based on the criteria of the jobs that you want. You don't go to a general purpose algorithmic search engine like Google, which tries to take into account all your previous search history and stuff like that. You, you, you can, you, you know, you can go to a new browser if you really want to do it the simple way in Google. But the better way is you go to Monster Jobs or whatever and you just type in, this is the job I want, right? In, in fact, like I almost feel like it's a non-issue because, like, <laughs> why, why would anyone search in that manner for a job on Google? It just seems like if that's really the how poor yeah, Google's I mean, I, I, fit I, of data is. Right. I feel like I feel like this exact example, which is like, you know, essentially gender-aware search for some reason, um, is sure. like I, I, we have to find that exact study. I mean, I don't know, Mike. What 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 was the exact thing again? Uh, like w with this, with the job search. Yeah, with the job search, like. Was it? Like, I, yeah. Again, I, I, I haven't read the details yeah. of the study in a while, but it was basically they did a study and the, the general conclusion was that, you know, people who were basically the same except for one set indicating they're male and one set indicating they were female mm -hmm. got very different results for jobs where the, the male set was more likely to get higher paying, higher skilled jobs and the female set was more likely to get lower paying, lower skilled job results. So, you know, and there are a lot of details and, and, you know, without knowing all the details, like, I don't think we should necessarily argue about this particular yeah, study, yeah. but, but the, the idea that this may happen across many different areas is a concern. And, and, right. and just to take it a step out of that, which is that like, I think there's this sense and I, and it's, it's an, uh, it happens all the time. And I think even those of us who are kind of think through these things and are aware of it, still fall for this, which is that when you get sort of an algorithmic result, 
you you mentally sort of place on it a level of trust and belief that because it's from an algorithm, it has a level of trustworthiness that may not be there. Right. And and, and we can deny that all the time, think it's but it's free it, of bias, right? Which I right. think is a dangerous thing. Like it's yeah. It's and so like like there's here's here's a different example, right? So there have been these these reports lately about there's there are a couple of applications, uh, software applications out there that are designed to basically take information about an individual who was um, convicted of a crime to determine sort of a, a probability score that they will offend again. Mm-hmm. Okay. And these algorithms are now being used by judges to sentence people based on what that algorithm pops out as a likely likelihood of, of reoffending. Mm-hmm. Now there are all sorts of questions <laughs> underlying that and how you know reliable and valuable that is but judges seeing a score come yeah. out of this machine are then taking that as sort of the word of god and that you know this particular individual because you know i don't i don't even know how these systems work but on a score from 0 to 100 is like getting a 90 therefore i'm going to give them a longer sentence cuz they are more likely to re offend and and that sort of thing happens all the time but because people have this level of trust in a number as soon as a number shows up it has this sort of quality of of yeah. fact right I mean, and, and there are other, there are other areas right in that we have had the same issue with testing right like sat scores sure um, you know whatever the, the there's like a grade school thing that's there's, there's predominant bias for certain you know groups of people and and that's like we love having a score and that we love trusting in a score um, and I think that that's, we need to always kind of be skeptical of like pure algorithms and pure scores to, and to understand like why certain things are, you know, scored a certain way and not necessarily trust them. Um, and we can't so, short, we can't shortcut it. Right. Yeah. And I would, I wouldn't be surprised if the scoring was introduced to actually counteract racism in the, uh, when judges' discretion was given too much power in terms of sentencing. It's possible. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if scoring was actually introduced to explicitly counteract that by kind of, you know, giving people points for things and then uh, essentially saying, hey, judge, you can't send this guy away for 30 years because he's got so many good social points or whatever it may be. I, and, I know. Uh, and, you know, if you have a transparent algorithm, which is essentially what a formula is, any point system sure. is just algorithm, it, it might actually take a little bit of discretion out of judges' hands. Now, I I happen to like judges to have some discretion, and I think when yeah. you take too much discretion out of the judges' hands, you get sentencing problems. I mean, three strikes uh, but you can and also like see mandatory sen- sentencing were you know sure. really bad but, ideas. But you, I think. but you can also get but you can also get a lot of anger, public anger towards judges, uh, as we saw in that recent rape trial of the yeah. Sanford kid. Yeah. Uh, if you give judges too much discretion as well, so there's a balance there, and <coughs> a formula or an algorithm can play a role in kind of showing uh, when judges are getting too far off track. Yeah, right? and, and and to be clear, I mean, something that you said, you know, a few seconds ago, which I think is important, is you said you talked about the kind of the transparency. Part of the problem with these algorithms is that uh, that was raised, there was a New York Times article about this not too long ago, was that they're not transparent. Like, it's an algorithm and it's closed source and it's proprietary, and the companies behind them refuse to actually explain the details behind them, which, now that's really troubling to that's me. That's terrifying. Right? Well... <laughs> Well, yeah. the thing is, once you if you make that kind of an algorithm completely public, it can be gamed by the defense attorneys, just like a spammer might game a. Yeah, well, but but I mean, if you're being sentenced on an algorithm yeah. that if you're being sentenced on an algorithm that you have no idea what the criteria are, 
Like that doesn't seem fair. No, I mean, agreed. I mean, I wouldn't want to be sentenced on that. On the other hand, <laughs> I also wouldn't necessarily, if I was black, I wouldn't want to be sentenced by a um, a southern judge who just has unlimited discretion either, right? Like, you know, I, that would be even worse. I might actually want an algorithm no matter how. Untra- Remember, though these algorithms might not be public, I'm sure there's some level of scrutiny on them before really? they're even selected. There has <laughs> do, to be. Do you, do you really, really trust that? <laughs> I mean, to the extent we trust the state with anything, right? Like, it, yeah. there's supposed to be yeah. some. They well, don't just we, we choose don't, it. Yeah, don't trust the state that much. Yeah, I don't. I don't. But I would hope you, Dem- the two Democrats that you guys are, that you would trust it a little more. Uh, but <laughs> since one of I, 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 yeah, wait, I, I guess you're more libertarian. I, I'm, I'm registered for no party, so uh, don't, don't, don't lump me into any particular <laughs> party. But, but you Fair know, enough. so, so let me let me bring this around to the the thing that I mentioned at the end of the introduction, which was this yeah. idea, which is not entirely clear if it's true or not, but that there is an interpretation of the um, GDPR in Europe that says that if you demand it, you would get an explanation for an algorithmic response. So would that potentially solve some of these issues? I'm sorry, a algorithmic response for anything? Yeah, so if, if you know there's an algorithmic response that impacts you in some way, you could then demand under the law an explanation for why the algorithm gave the result that it did. Wow, is that, is that law actually in effect in Europe? Or no, no, so, so it's it's... It is an interpretation of the GDPR, which doesn't actually go into effect until 2018. It's 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 official. They're not going to change the GDPR at this point. It will go into effect in in you know summer. I think it's May of 2018. And there's an interpretation based on the language yeah. uh, that this is that there is a right to an explanation in there. It's it is an interpretation. It's not sort of explicitly written. You're sort of combining a couple different sections of the GDPR to mm-hmm. to determine that. But that might exist. Now if it does, is that you know, that gives it's, it's you a, some level of transparency. It's it's gonna be an, a pretty nice side business for some lawyer to yep. do enough of these uh Request to be able to reverse engineer the Google search algorithm, at least for <laughs> particular topics, and that yeah. would be a great thing to do for somebody to get rich. And, off and of I it. also, I mean, I, you know, the question that I raised about it uh, in a blog post on TechDirt was like, you know, with many of these algorithms, more and more of these algorithms these days are, are sort of based on machine learning and machine training and artificial intelligence, where there isn't necessarily yeah. an explanation that people can understand, right? Or like, even explain. Right? Yeah, but if you can't even, yeah, but I would assume the burden is on the explainer. And if you can't explain it in English language, you probably just have to turn over <laughs> the trained uh, machine intelligence. And, so here you that, go. That raises questions <laughs> but, too, but right? But yeah, what, I mean, what are you turning over? Like the, it, there's no necessarily code. It's like all of the data that was it was learning from your initial kind of AI engine. No, no, you, you just train or just turn over the parameters, right, for the trained AI. You just say, look, this is our neural net. This is the parameters, right? This is uh, at, yeah. at each, uh, like, each good, neuron. This good is, luck. This is what it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean that's and, – and to be completely honest, I mean, that, what else are they going to do? I mean, it's like – it's kind of like saying, you know, here's a person and he said these words. Now, why did he say it? Yeah. Right? Why did he say these words at this particular point? Now, you have, without going down and drilling into his brain, you yeah. know, well, you, what mean, are you going to do? You have, even if you, you did, examine even every if neuron. You did, if you, even if you did drill down into his brain, you wouldn't be able to get an explanation, right? 
you it's would like, get an explanation in sort of a in, a in sort of a in a in a causal kind of a really reductory manner really? where it's kind of like okay this well this neuron fired this neuron and then that neuron fired that neuron and then the these four together cascaded and hit that right. neuron and you'd have an explanation in that sense and I wouldn't mean anything in a human sense it would be it would just be mechanical right well this gear turned that gear and then that gear turned this shaft and that right. made this cam go around like that's what you get chemical things happen to to say these words yeah exactly so it'll be a true answer it's not a useful answer but the thing is what the court in europe should really think about is what do people hope to get out of this explanation i mean the explanation will at least from a good the explanation might be useful from a a a less sophisticated sort of a website like a like a like a Netflix or something like that, where it's kind of like, okay, well, we suggested this movie to you because you watched this movie and liked it and this movie and this movie, and this is how they relate together. And they might actually be able to give you an English language explanation. Mm -hmm. But for anything like Google, where you're scanning the entire internet and there's just like insane numbers of rows in their databases that inform any given search, uh, for that, the explanation is just not going to be, it's not going to be tractable for any human being. It's not going to be satisfying in any... In any sense, like I, I don't how I don't know how courts think that's going to make people whole. You know, it's not, like what is, what is it actually going to do for people concretely? It's going to do a lot for me as a spammer, <laughs> you know. But I don't know what it's going to do. It's for going to do a lot for lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I it's it's one that I'm torn on. Where I, I like I can see why some people are excited about it just because there's so much so much more algorithmic decision making going on. I mean, you know, what happens if you get rejected for a mortgage? Can you demand an explanation for why that why that happened? If someone, you know, runs your credit report through uh, an algorithm? Um, I, I think what would be more interesting in a situation like that, if that is really your question, I think the more interesting thing would be for the company to present you with a set of alternatives, alternative realities in which different versions of yourself did get the mortgage and showing how the different variables fed into that. <laughs> so in other words, you says, okay, well, here's the five pieces of data that you gave us, your annual income, how long you've been employed, maybe your sex, where you live, blah, blah, blah. Now let's vary one or more of these. If we vary where you live, if I change your zip code, two, three spaces, you get it. Yeah. You know, if I change your income up or down, this is how it varies. So Hope. you can get a picture of what it what is, and maybe, but just by getting that, we'll have a picture that basically says, okay, well, this is this is quite prejudiced in this way because just moving this zip code one over, uh, even keeping everything else constant, I suddenly get the mortgage, and why should that logically be the case? Um, and you so, know, so you sort of hand, hand over a simulator. You you essentially hand over a simulator, and you say like, you know, go ahead, and you know, like you can see for yourselves what are the. Uh, what are, what the are the ways that you can play yeah. with all the different parameters and, yeah. and see? And you say like, oh, I just needed to make another five hundred dollars. I would have got this mortgage or whatever it might be. I mean, of course, then the, the response from from anyone who would have to hand that over it was twofold. One is trade secrets, right? They don't want to give up the trade secrets on that because then competitors will all sort of want that information as well. And the second thing is is you know building that simulator is not easier cheap and no, so no I, I don't think it's a simulator you're, you're 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 it's the system they already have they just run a couple of other individuals through it mm -hmm. right? variable you just very few maybe it's a dozen maybe it's a hundred whatever it is it's it should be tractable for that system to process it um or, or, or i mean 
I suspect with something like a mortgage, they could actually they'd probably be able to digest and tell you what it was. They'd probably be one sure, sure. I mean, that was just a, 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 yeah, a, a yeah. single example. But um, we're, we're also like way over our normal amount of time. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can keep going on this because it's an interesting topic. But yeah. I think I think and I we still haven't come up with a solution. Come on, yeah. So, so all right. So as final words, come up with yeah. a solution. What's the answer? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, oh, I, I think yeah. <laughs> I think talking, I mean, the the fact that we're discussing this is the first step, right? Like yeah. um, bringing things to light, I think transparency, talking, um, being more aware. Yeah, but it, yeah, I mean, my response to that is that that's only a first step, right? I mean, yeah, I, I think like it, it is a first step, but it's it's one of those things where it's like, you know, these are big problems and, and a lot of people like, well, talking about it as the first step, but then we never seem to see the second step. Because we don't know what that second step is yet, but that's that's yeah. the thing. We have to figure out how to get there. Yeah. yeah. And Hersh, are you going to disagree with that? Nah. Yeah, I mean, these are, it's a fairly harmless statement. I mean, there's nothing to disagree about. I mean, it's uh, talking. I just feel like, yeah, let's talk. I mean, yeah, but do you have harm. anything anything beyond that? Uh, I, I mean, I'm trying to think. I mean, the proposal I said, I mean, if it for like mortgages and things like that, I think that's a pretty good solution. I think in the case of Google, it's much more difficult. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, I'd have to say on a case by case basis. I mean, I don't think there's like a broad solution across no. all kinds of algorithms. I think on a case by case basis, you're just going to. I mean, you could have something again, and I don't want to necessarily open this back up, but like if we go back to the job search issue, like could you demand like, you know, the, that those sort of different scenarios that you described and, you know, what, what else would I have had to have done to get the like CEO job results to show up? I don't. No, if that's relevant, because you can always just call up the CEO jobs on a, on a jobs website. I, 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 I find it really weird that there's even an algorithm for looking for the jobs in this way. I mean, I, I do think you need an algorithm. It should be based on the criteria you provide. It shouldn't be trying to guess your criteria, right? Fair um, enough. It, it, it seems like a but, kind but of I think you know I do. think and I think it's a slightly different issue, right? I mean, there's one issue of if you're actively looking for a job. The second is if you're just sort of surfing and it's popping up you know, ad results that might drive you towards a job, right? Where, mm -hmm. you know, I think the issue is like, you know, if you're seeing all these, you know, job advertisements for like executive positions, then you might be like, hey, excellent. I'm like qualified and I find a new job when I wasn't necessarily actively looking for it. Whereas if like you're just seeing like jobs for, you know, dishwashing or cleaning or something like that, you're like, oh, I'm going to stick with my current job, right? So I, I think it's more like that underlying subtle thing as opposed to like when you're doing a sort of proactive job search, which I think is a slightly different situation. Well, <coughs> well, I think the, I think you hit the nail on the head there, which is if you are looking for, if you're, you're kind of not looking for jobs and just kind of subtly being influenced, I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's a completely different thing than you actively doing a job search. Maybe, and, and, maybe. And, but, and you I, know, I mean, you, you wonder if those things start to compound, right? I mean, if you have enough well, just, of that sort of subtle influence, the thing is, have it, an impact. It, is someone doing a job search or not when they enter into Google, hey, I'm looking for a job? And if they're not doing a job search and Google is suggesting jobs, do you then usually start what, your, your Google What is Google doing? <laughs> no, what, what is Google doing, right? Sure. Like, that it's even showing jobs. And, 
And it's just, I don't know. The, the question is just not coherent to me. It's either you're doing a job <laughs> search or you're not. And if you're doing a job search, do it the right uh, way. I don't. But I mean, there's there's a there's a lot of situations. I you know I think you it's don't get hung up on the job search example as like the as sort of definitive example, but just that underlying uh, notion of you know, searches and advertisements that influence some aspect of behavior and, and whether or not those push people in one way or another and then if there's sort of a compounding impact. But anyways, we've, we've already gone <laughs> way over. Um, but, I mean, if you want to have any last word on that one, Hirsch, I'll, I'll let you have it. Okay. My last word is just that, yeah, I mean, yeah, I do think we have to be careful about subliminal messages and advertising and, and uh, in any kind of media. I think there's lots of subliminal biases and, 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 and things like that in, the, in those kinds of messages. And we have to watch for those. But I think it's slightly different than the algorithmic thing. But uh, yeah, the algorithmic thing uh, as well can be a problem. All right. All cool. Right. I'll, I'll take right. that. And uh, thanks, guys, for, for another interesting discussion. Thanks to everyone who's listening. And uh, we'll be back again next week. Bye. If we don't stand up to them, someone will get hurt. So grab a shovel and dig up the tech. Duh.